Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Mitch Randall, Chief Executive Officer at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We publish more than a hundred titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org forward slash bookstore. Today's guest is Daphne Riley, author of Love Then Listen, Sharing My Son's Journey Towards His True Gender. She's joining us remotely from Tucker, Georgia. Daphne, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. Well, let me just begin before I ask the first question, Daphne. Let me just say this. This book is extraordinary. Um, You and I visited a little before the podcast began and I told you this is uh, this needs to be in the hands of every parent who has had the blessing of having a child come out to them. Bravo and well done. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. A standard question we ask our authors at Good Faith Reads is tell our listeners in one or two sentences what the book is about. The book is about my journey and my, I would say, spiritual formation through the process of our younger child coming out as transgender and walking with him through this process and observing how God was so present to me, to him, to our entire family in this process um it was a beautiful thing an absolutely beautiful thing that is not to say that there wasn't a lot of tears and a lot of questions however the presence of god was there through all of that so i think that is truly what the story is about and that's one thing I really enjoyed about the book, Daphne, is that you were you were transparent, you were authentic, you talked about some of the more difficult feelings that, that you felt and your family felt, while at the same time talking about this golden thread of grace that uh, you discovered throughout uh, this experience. So what is something about gender that you think most people don't know or understand and that you sought to convey in the book? In doing research about gender, which is, I felt like was part of my responsibility as a parent <laughs> to figure out what's going on with my kids. Um, what I found out was that, number one, gender is different from the physicality of one's body, right? Mm. So gender is not genitalia. Um, Gender is how one perceives oneself. So these things are, are governed not by anyone's willing, you know, willing one way or another. It is actually governed by our, chromosomal makeup. And so when I looked, I shared this in, I shared this in the book when I found out I was, I was pregnant with Felix. I had hoped I would have another boy. 
And so when I gave birth to a baby with all indications of being a female, I was happy, you know, she was healthy and, and vivacious. Um, but there was this tiny little bit of me that, you know, if I'm honest, was a little disappointed. <laughs> I had sure. not been given another boy. And that's that authenticity I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I addressed that very feeling with my therapist mm-hmm. and she grounded me immediately and said, well, perhaps it was an inner knowing. Maybe you intuitively knew as the mother of this child that that child was a boy, would experience gender, you know, as, as a boy. And I'm like, I, that's one of those golden threads. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I had been lassoed with it and, and pulled up <laughs> out of the mire of self-incrimination. But um, yeah. So I, I want people to understand that uh, no matter your faith tradition, um, there is science behind the sometimes peculiar unfamiliar ways that we come together in our mother's wounds. Um, and I think, I think God's hand is in all of that. Sure. I don't think we are meant to be as binary creatures as we tend to want to be. Why, my question is always, why do we need to limit God's creative abilities? Why can't we just respect the fact that there's so many people out there that are so beautifully made? Well, we're all beautifully made. They might not show it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I completely understand. And you do such a great job with the narrative of conveying exactly what you said. And for me, working through the book, and, and I love the way it's laid out. It's narrative, but at the end, it's got some questions at the end that uh, that uh, families and even if groups use this as a study group uh, c- can entertain and, and talk about. But what you do in a narrative is really set, uh, the tone is set in the introduction that you asked Dr. Jim Dant to write. And Dr. Dant talks about that passage in Proverbs, Proverbs 22, 6, uh, that states, train up a child in the way that he is. And Dr. Dant says, it's not uh, train up the way in the child that he is, that is, the way he is bent is what how he interprets that. I love that, how a child is bent, the way God created them to be, whoever that might be. And and your job is to, to foster that. And, and you did that so well in the book. So bravo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I look, I look at Felix. Um, now he was 13 when he came out to us. And um, I don't share his birth name very often, but we went from having an Amelia to having Felix. And I have to admit, my husband and I weren't too keen on that name. We were like, 
we had spent nine months, you know, coming up with this birth name. And yeah. That took an entire therapy visit. But, uh, but to look at him now, he is uh, 19 and a half. Um, he is, you know, I'm the mother, so I can say this. He's a gorgeous young man. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's moved out. He's adulting, you know, um, I'm insanely proud of him. As you should be. Absolutely. We're going to be back uh, in about 30 seconds uh, with more about uh, this incredible book and author Daphne Riley. So stay tuned. We'll be back in 30 seconds. I'm Starlet Thomas, and I invite you to join us for Good Faith Stories. It's a new podcast series from Good Faith Media. In each episode of Good Faith Stories, we'll bring you a collection of different stories tied to a theme, unique and true stories as told by the people who live them. Each story is short, six or seven minutes, with a little mood music. Listen to Good Faith Stories wherever you get your podcasts and find us online at goodfaithmedia.org. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today, we're joined remotely by Daphne Riley, author of the Good Faith Media book, Love Then Listen, Sharing My Son's Journey Towards His True Gender. I'm Mitch Randall, Chief Executive Officer at Good Faith Media. Daphne, could you tell us about your writing process? Did you set weekly goals or give yourself daily word count mandates? Did you ever face writer's block? So just talk about the process, if you will. Well, I was working full-time for an estate planning elder law firm at the time. And uh, my, I went to the owner of the firm and told her what I wanted to do. And she was incredibly supportive and excited and, you know, said, can I read it? <laughs> like, not yet. So she was, you know, she, I had Fridays off. And so come Monday morning, she would say, well, so how much did you write Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Mm -hmm. And um, I said, well, I didn't, or well, I did. You know, she was kind of my accountability partner. Sure. What I found was that, and I do this with any other writing that I do, it comes in a download. Uh, usually when I am totally unsuspecting, <laughs> I will have to <laughs> run and get a pad of paper and just start writing or hopefully get to my computer and start typing. Um, so as long as, and, and I found that that happened more regularly if I didn't push myself to say, I'm going to do, you know, 500 words, I'm going to do, you know, whatever, um, if I relied on that inspiration, because when I write a sermon, when I write, you know, a meditation, whatever, it's not something that I plan. Mm -hmm. And so this book, you know, it had a certain feel to it because it was my story. Um, and you asked about writer's block. I think the the part that I saw or experienced as a block was my unwillingness to go there. Mm -hmm. 
there were certain times when I would get to that point of having to say something that was very difficult, you know, admit to something that was very difficult. And I would have all these doubts. It's like, well, you know, how is my husband going to take it? How is Felix going to take it? How is our other son going to take it? You know? Um, And that's when I would pray. Mm. I would, I spent a lot of time in prayer writing this book. And, and you can tell, and you can tell, I mean, in your writing, I mean, it, it, it's mm-hmm. just, again, this incredible expression of your heart and your soul. And you can really tell as you work through the book that there's no way you could have tackled this project without uh, just bathing yourself and your family in prayer. So uh, kudos to, to you. Now, another question I have for you is, do you think now after writing the book, Um, do you feel like you need to talk about gender differently for a religious audience versus a secular one? You might think so, but no. Oh, really? I don't think I do. So unpack that a little bit. Yeah. The, the way I handle my faith in the book, I don't feel like it sounds like I'm proselytizing, Mm -hmm. you know, or trying to, um, it does, I think, get argumentative sometimes to push back against uh, people who refuse to look at the science. But that's even lightly done, I think. Um, yeah, I, I thought about that, and, and I thought anybody should be able to read this book. They might not put the same name to that golden thread of grace, mm-hmm. you know, and from whence it comes as I did. But I do believe anybody reading the book could feel that themselves. They could experience that and have most likely experienced that feeling themselves. An important note to all of our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you have a book proposal you'd like to run by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org forward slash bookstore for more information. That's goodfaithmedia.org forward slash bookstore. Daphne, I wonder if you might read us a sentence or two from the book that you think is critical for listeners to hear, either because it's representative of the book or because you think it's especially important for folks to hear right now. It's more than a sentence or two. That's fine. You go right ahead. Go ahead. It's from um, page 49. In seeking ways of preparing and sustaining Felix and our family for the journey we are undertaking, I keep being drawn to a passage from Micah that has been with me for years. It is deceptively simple, a message not buried within a parable or a metaphor, a message that continues to be a powerful challenge to my life and the way I live it. He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Loving kindness 
and practicing justice are difficult enough. But to do so with humility take, makes this passage especially difficult. Humility is defined as the quality or condition of being humble. And humble is defined as being marked by meekness or modesty in behavior, attitude, or spirit. Nowhere in this passage from Micah is passing judgment to be found. In fact, judgment of others simply cannot be done in true humility before God. Another strand of the golden thread. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Our guest today on Good Faith Reads has been Daphne Riley, author of Love Then Listen, sharing my son's journey toward his true gender. The book, along with more than a hundred other titles, is available as both a print book and ebook at goodfaithmedia.org forward slash bookstore. Daphne, we appreciate you being our guest today, but more importantly, thank you for being you. You are a beautiful soul. Thank you. 